This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything the human side of property. And today we're doing it slightly differently because we are not in the same room because somebody is self-isolating. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, Joe. Somebody went to Italy. Joe. Joe. So Joe. I'm really Joe. sorry. It's <laughs> I went off on an amazing ski trip thinking that everything was going to be fine and came back to corona drama yeah, yeah. so the budweiser virus has taken the uh, the world by storm <laughs> the corona rama it, it, corona rama that's what it feels like uh, do you know what though i'm just going to reassure because people have been asking on social media if i'm okay i'm f- fine um had an amazing ski trip and while we were out there it was like being in a in a, bu- a ski bubble that like we had no idea what was going on we could see things were kicking off on the media at home but to us we we're like what's, what's what's everyone freaking out about it's totally fine i'm drinking a beer i've just come off a ski slope and then it got a bit more real i think when we when we came back through the airport but to reassure everybody this is precautionary my gp says i don't even have to do it but i'm just doing my part because i could be a carrier but i was 200 kilometers away from the closest outbreak in italy and when we went through milan airport there were zero people there and there were only 23 passengers on my flight home so people got the memo to say stay away we just ignored it um and then there was zero drama at heathrow either so yeah it, it wasn't I'm probably as clean as I possibly can be, but I'm just doing my part. Okay, so but that means that we took the decision. We were due to record today in person. We took the decision to uh, do it virtually instead. Mm. And so we tr- we're giving it a go. And we've already encountered a few technical hitches. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> we can't say hello together at the same time. Niall. No, because there is a time well, we... delay, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> I am coming from the future. Um, so it's... <laughs> No, you're always far behind. You're in the past. <laughs> oh, always. You're definitely in the past. <laughs> dinosaur, you could even say. Yeah, so I'm, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. I've got zero symptoms. I feel really well. I'm just doing my bit. And also, we have to be a little bit careful because, you know. We do because we should. We're joking about it, but also we shouldn't because um, by the time this podcast comes out, um, we may well be in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it is a possibility, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? On that subject, I think because me and my friend Sarah, we were traveling and we were skiing together with a whole bunch. In fact, it was a whole bunch of property investors up a mountain. Um, really, really great time. However, what we've realized is it was the perceived risk. It was the perceived fear because people knew we were coming back. And even though we were low risk, it was the perception of how risky we were that actually has been the most difficult thing to manage so her nanny has gone on strike for 14 days um you know my my family have been really calm actually um but friends have all been checking and going oh my god are you self-isolating are you doing this are you doing you know people have really freaked out so it's managing those expectations Mm. really you know we're all part of a big network we've had a big event coming up that's just been cancelled and you know, it's it's the right thing to do, but I think actually it's the fear, the perceived fear that's been bigger. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah so no, I agree. Us, I agree. Brings us nicely onto our topic for today, mm. which is 
fear. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just I think it was, yeah. So it was the one to get there. It yeah. is. <laughs> uh, well, we like a segue, don't we? Mm. It's irrelevant, you know. It's not supposed to be education. We're having a chat. We're just normal human investor beings. So. Huh. Human investor being Hibs. Hibs. <laughs> does that go along with uh, uh what was joe what was your word the other week uh, oh. in, investable no no uh employable employee empl oh what was it no employee worthy no was it we start with an s oh i can't remember now we we'll yeah, have to go back to, you have to, go it. Back yeah. to listen to it but um yeah, yeah at least it, we're just saying there's no favoritism here no hibs no. or hearts you know, they can be, you know, they're both equally t uh, football teams. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Joe has no clue what I'm talking about. I'm just you? smiling. I'm, I'm like, I'm, yeah, very con I'm very confused right now. I was going to say, why are you pigeonholing me? Look at Niall's face. He's got a fucking clue what you're talking about. Well, football teams. Yeah, okay. Hibs Let's talk hearts. about fear. Oh, because Hibs is a football team. Yeah, okay. Yeah. God, Don't pretend you know. Like, that's so fake. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, the Hibernians. Mm. Right. Okay. Fear. Property. What? So, what's? It's a big topic, actually. I think we could probably do a hundred episodes on this one because it, it comes, it manifests in different ways, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It does. And uh, there's, I think, some of the things that we've been talking about recently is fear of failure, mm. fear of success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So, so those thoughts and feelings which uh, can hold you back or can push you forward. So I think I've talked about it before that fit that stage fright feeling as a musician, mm -hmm. you get that feeling just before you go on stage, a butterfly in your stomach, um, which is a fear, but it, it, if some people will f use that fear and use it as a, um, a reason to go on, other people will use that fear as a reason not to go on. And, and, and that's the stage fright. So um, for the, for those that feel it, and that's if they don't feel it, they're not ready. But if they feel it, they know that that's it. They're ready to go on stage. They're ready to go and perform. And I think everyone there, gets it. Is there isn't there different levels of of that though? Because if butterflies in your stomach might be a little bit of nerves, but it might not. But being afraid of something could literally stop you going on stage in the first place. Yeah, you get frozen in fear, don't you? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's um, how you. Yeah, you're right. There's different levels. There's, there's the ability to choose and the reaction to it and then i think i just had a phone call come through and it knocked you two off so i have no idea what you just said <laughs> well <laughs> technology technical glitch number two. <laughs> oh, big thumbs up to that that is brilliant uh, yeah. you know, if you could rejoin us at your own leisure um that would be yeah, great now <laughs> just i'll just take a phone call here and there and pop in and out when i'm free <laughs> so good <laughs> oh, so um, well, we, took, we were just talking about that that stage fright. You said levels of fear, and uh, I said there's the fear which you can choose to um, ignore, and then there's the fear which is. Well, I suppose it is down to a choice most of the time. Uh, I think with certain things which are ingrained from a very early age. I think, yeah. for example, fear of spiders or fear of the dark as a, as a child is you know, something that I'm very aware of now is um you know bringing up children and how not to mess them up um, or doing your best to get, to get it right um, <laughs> and you know you, you try not to 
in, you know, bring in too many things that can, they, someone can be afraid of. A child can be irrational afraid of. fears. Basically. That's the word. Irrational yeah, fears. Irrational fears. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think. I think one of mine that's probably carried through from childhood into property um, is uh, something going wrong. So don't, yeah. you know, you have your best laid plans and I like to plan when I'm focused on something. Um, but it, I've always got that thing at the back of my mind is this could go wrong. And that comes from, I think, uh, an, an upbringing of generally having someone around who has like a major health condition that I always had to be on standby for something to go wrong. You know, like you, could, you couldn't enjoy your birthday um, just in case your brother had an episode kind of thing. So yeah, I think, so I apply that same logic to a property project. So even though I've done all of my due diligence, even though I've run my numbers, I've got an amazing team in place, I'm always ready for that thing to go wrong. So I'm kind of always on standby. Like I, I feel like I'm, the whole time I'm on a project, which is why I find them so exhausting, I'm literally taking, I'm holding my breath. It feels like I'm holding my breath for the whole thing to go, ah, you know, please make it go okay, please make it go okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but the, you don't want that to turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's the risk. And I get so frightened that I'm focusing so much on the fact that I'm worried so much it's going to go wrong that actually I'm manifesting yeah. it, you know, that that, yeah, that, that, that happens. Yeah, and I've never had anything go so unbelievably wrong, but the fear, oh my God, the fear is huge. Yeah. Yeah, so, you, so be aware of the hole, but don't look at the hole. Don't look at the hole. You're going to go down it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think for me, it was kind of, kind of as well, um, similar to you, Joe, um, on what has followed through from, from childhood. It's probably the opposite is the fear of success. Oh. Not, not knowing what to do with it or not knowing or appreciating that my own worth as, as a successful business person or a successful entrepreneur or property investor, whatever you label you want to put on it. Um, because we're always growing up, we're always taught that you would um, go to school, go to university, get a good education, get a good job, work for somebody else, and then get a pension at the end of it. So that's a working for somebody else bit that I never liked, um, but and I knew it was never the right thing for me. But it's I think everybody knew it was the right, definitely the wrong thing for you. No, <laughs> not not your world, boy. <laughs> well, I never stayed in a job longer than two years, so it was kind of like an indication there at some point yeah. that I wasn't uh, I wasn't employable. Um, but it took a long time to to get past that um, and actually uh, appreciate and um, uh, value myself, if you like, and accept that it is okay. So what, what is the fear? Like what, do you, so is it because you come from a family who haven't gone down that pathway and it's, it's that fear of breaking away and doing something different like you're... Yeah, you're breaking yeah. the mold, you're doing something different, you're... Um, especially what we're doing in the in property investing is completely different to what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Um, Outside with, the, your original comfort zone. Yes, yes, definitely. So it's a, I guess it's the fear of being completely different or standing out from the crowds or being, um, yeah, being different to what everyone else is. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I, because there is that. Because it can, I think there's an element of um, self-sabotage there as well. So if you're yeah. afraid of winning, if you're afraid of, uh, I just had Charlie Sheen in my head then, <laughs> winning. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you said Charlotte Sheen technology. I thought you said Charlotte Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Charlie. Charlie Sheen. Winning. Anyway. 
winning. Um, so if you're afraid of being successful, afraid of making money, afraid of, I think it's, it is a fear of the unknown. And in yeah. fact, maybe fear of success and fear of failure are exactly the same thing. It's fear of the unknown. Mm. So um, fear of something going right, because if you're, you're used to loads of things going wrong or uh, you always assume the worst, then when something goes right, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to deal with it. Mm. Um, and therefore you look for the next thing to go wrong. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. That speaks to me hugely. Um, and if something goes right, I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the, woo, fluked it, woo. You know, and it's just, <laughs> you know, even though that was what you planned and that was what you hoped for, if it goes right, I almost don't want people to look at it. I don't want people to know about it. It's really weird. Yes, that's, that's definitely, that's probably quite therapy worthy, actually. I do, yeah. I get, yeah, I get frightened that, um, because often the external perception of what you're doing has an influence on your mindset. Um, that fear of what if someone sees you've done well, are they mm -hmm. going to see you negatively? Are they going to be jealous? Are they going to hold Definitely. it against you? Yeah. So if you kind of hide your light under a bushel, you differently? are they going to treat you differently? So hiding your light under a bushel a little bit is almost more comfortable. But when yeah. you do something wrong, you or, or something goes wrong. It's almost like because I, I get used to dealing with um, being thrown a curveball, as it were, I will tell mm -hmm. everybody about the curveball because it's almost like you're keeping them on side. They're like, oh, she's not too above herself. She still screws it up. You know what I mean? Like that's a, like that self-deprecating thing. You know, when people bring themselves down to the level of others well, to kind very, of keep It's a very the British thing to that's British, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is British. Well, it's even well. It, it was how long ago was it that um, that song was Jenny from the Block? She was still Jenny from the Block. She was still who she was. Was she? So, fuck. Did, did you so just? She told us. Daylo. <laughs> yeah. With her, with her taut body, having just had like twins or something, you know, she stepped out of a Miami mansion into the set. You know what? Nah. Are you saying she lied? I think she lied, and she made a lot of money doing so. Good girl. <laughs> Wow, you just ruined it for me, Joe. Thanks for that. <laughs> no, she, yeah, she's still Jenny from the block in so many ways. But I, I think that's another thing as well. When you, when you start to do something different and you start to get success at it, you start to freak yourself out a little bit because you know that you have changed. Uh -huh. You know you've changed. You have changed. And it, not for the, for the bad, you've changed you sound like You sound like my mum right now. Oh, do I? Oh, well, someone has <laughs> oh, to. You've changed. You've changed. You've changed. You've changed. You've changed. I know your name. <laughs> you've changed. <laughs> Sorry to every Irish listener. I apologise to my mother who, who might listen to this eventually. Oh, <laughs> I will actually play her this episode just so she can see how rude you guys are being. Oh, now. sorry. And <laughs> it comes, comes from a place of love. Yes. <laughs> yes. We've not changed. Yeah. We still love you. It's fine. <laughs> you think that's true? Do you think that you know that as an individual you do change and you're frightened to change? I feel, I well, feel I that quite a lot. I, do, I think perhaps not so much anymore, but definitely initially. Um, I still feel it, man. So there was, there's always that, there was always that fear, but then I realized quite quickly is that um, people are going to like you for you anyway, and yeah. those that don't, won't. Um, and if, if someone suddenly uh, has an issue with you becoming successful, 
um, or they don't like it that you suddenly can uh, live in a bigger house or drive a nicer car or have more holidays, whatever it might be, um, then that's their issue. It's not, yeah. not yours. Um, yeah. So the, I, I try and um, perhaps avoid that negative uh, type of person anyway. I think some people can deal with it um, better than others. And that is, does come down to you know, who really is a friend and who's not. And um, you know, what you were saying, Joe, about your, perce- your perceived... Sorry, guys, I had another phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Popular today. It's your mum. She knows. <laughs> She's listening live. Yeah, she knows. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to open this up on my laptop again. Okay. So i stop getting phone calls. So... Um, yeah, what was I was saying, Joe, was, uh, he's put me off my train of thought now, uh, about, about who you're trying to uh, prove what to. So you're trying to prove something to somebody by uh, acting a certain way around them, by telling them certain things or withholding certain information. So, and it comes down to, to why are you doing that? So yeah, that wanting to be liked almost. And mm. so that's fear of... Um, rejection? Fear of rejection, yeah. Mm exactly what it is it's fear of projection so that um people yeah i think that's a fundamental you know, fear people want to be liked by the people around them generally um so it's not it's not wrong but also just being aware that about who you're trying to impress and why and when you come to realization sometimes the, the only person that you really want to impress is is yourself and be happy with uh, i feel like i'm preaching now but yeah, be happy with. I feel like I'm getting therapy. It's great. With um, your own thoughts and your own beliefs. Um, yeah, I think I, I. I think that's true. I think for me, it's less. Even though other people's opinions obviously matter, and when I'm in a group, I'm a social chameleon, so I always fit in with the crowd, even if I do think slightly differently. Unless it's something that really comes up that challenges my values, then I will step up and I will say something. But in the main, I don't care enough about their opinions to kind of always go, oh my God, that's not how I think, or that's not what I'm doing. I think the biggest fear comes from the fear from within. So if, you know, you do have a successful project and it's gone really well, you get that whole kind of pat on the back, I'm amazing, but like, oh my God, you know, now you've got to take it to the next level and do even better. Or what if you, what if you get it wrong? Or you've got to this point in your investment journey and now you need to take it to the next level. And what if you fuck that up? You know, like, and that's when your own worst inner critic starts to, that's, and that's where you get into the realms of self-sabotage that you were kind of veering off into earlier, Matt, because mm-hmm. you're almost like, well, if I just, if this is enough, I'll just stop it now because I don't want to fuck it up. So I'm just going to find a way to, to not fuck it up and either not do anything or, you know, just, yeah, that's when it gets frightening, I think. Um, and yeah, that's your own inner saboteur. It is, yeah. It's like starting something, wanting something to be successful, but then subconsciously not because you're afraid of what that might then lead to. Yes. So um on the front on the face of it you're really wanting something to be successful but then you find ways not to finish something or you find excuses or more important things not to get things done and it leads to procrastination as well yeah but that's kind of a very good point and it's a good reason or or the reason that we Surround that was a very very smooth transition from phone to laptop. You did very well. No one noticed. No one noticed. That was amazing. Well done. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that because of that, it's it's a very good reason why we keep um, being members of and being part of 
mastermind groups and yeah. networking and having coaches and surrounding ourselves with people that just remind us that it's okay, you know, that mm -hmm. you can be better, you can continue to be uh, to improve yourself. Yeah. You know what? I'm just thinking back to an example. It's a sort of bit of personal disclosure here. Do you remember in the summer? It was summer last year, and we all met up on our friend's boat um, for a mastermind session. And yeah. um, you know how masterminds work. We all go round. We have half an hour just talking about what it is we're up to. And I was absolutely terrified because I had nothing to update on. And the fear of saying out loud that I was just having a bit of a backstep from property was almost like confessing something that I'd done wrong, which is ridiculous. But do you remember how emotional I got? Do you remember I was yeah. in like freaking floods of tears and you were all like, it, it, it's cool. It's like, yeah, you can do what you want. <laughs> well, I think that, I think that, that comes back to um, um, upbringing and having to constantly be working and to justify um your earnings so if you're sitting at home every day but still getting paid for it then how, how are you doing that why why are you able to do that why can't everyone else do that yeah. so you're just justifying that to yourself yeah. that there'll be people that will won't understand it and will question it um but it doesn't matter again for me it's less about what people think i definitely wanted the reassurance i know i needed that but it was almost like by saying it out loud to myself I was telling myself that it was okay to take a break and giving myself the break was so hard because, you know, I push when I put, when I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone, but when I'm out of the zone, I find it very difficult to acknowledge that I'm, I could do with just doing something different or taking a step back or it's like, I'm the last person to know I'm stressed. I'm the last person to know I'm unwell for the same reasons. You know, everyone else be like, oh, Joe, you look tired or Joe, no, because the fear of admitting it, what if you know, but you're fooling no one? That's the joke of it. Yeah. Um, so, you, so you're not the last person to know. You're just the last person to admit it. Yeah. Always, always, yeah, always, always. And the fear of admitting it is probably one of the most <clears throat> limiting factors, I think, because the sooner you acknowledge it and then you put measures in place to deal with that fear mm -hmm. uh, or deal with whatever's going on, the actually the, the quicker you move on and you can, you can overcome it. But just, yeah, I, I think... It's the same with, yeah, it's fear is a huge thing and it plays have out you in ever, everybody's lives. Have you ever kept uh, a journal or a note of the things that you worry about? Um, a worry journal. A worry, a worry journal. journal. Yeah. One of my, one of my mentors, um, Lindsay, uh, does this or had, did this for a period of time. Yeah. I think it was over, over a 12-month period where he would literally write down everything that was worrying him and that he was afraid of every day and then at the end of the week or at the end of the month, go back and review what he was afraid of um, and looking at what actually came to fruition as opposed to uh, what was nonsensical worrying about it um, was, was quite, uh, I think it was quite eye-opening to see that we worry about so much shit um, <laughs> that never actually amounts to anything. Oh, okay, yeah. you hear about gratitude journals, don't you, but not... Yeah, I think in a journal, you can focus on the positive and the negative. And I think that's what there's an element of a cathartic kind of writing of what's gone right, what's gone wrong, so that you can learn from it. But also yeah, when you're adding, you know, what do you fear could go wrong? Obviously, there's an element of not wanting to focus on it for what you said earlier, Joe, mm. for making, you know, becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. But I think... 
So I think that's a really good idea because you know, ninety nine percent of things that we worry about don't come true, mm-hmm. and um, especially especially in property, you know, there is there's a lot of stuff which is out of our hands, and lots of stuff which we can control. So it's just knowing the level of fear that we should have so should we have fear that we are not going to get planning permission should we have fear that we're not going to raise the money yeah probably a little bit because that little bit of fear helps us to focus the mind to make sure that we're doing the right things to move us forward you know you can be fearful and just lay in bed all day or you can be fearful and you can do something about it and it's it's that little little bit of constant that thing in your head that goes oh that might happen therefore i'm just going to go and make sure it's not going to happen and i'm sure niall will um uh, you know niall and i have conversations quite regularly um about they you know, might call him up and say oh what's going on with this what's going on with that and it's through i suppose fear of it not progressing or through fear of it not being, um, in, control. Not being in control mm-hmm. and i think it's just you know if you can keep yourself just manage your own fear through managing your own emotions and, and putting systems in place around you. Like if you need to, if you're afraid something's going to go wrong, you know, have a system of um, updating what's happening with it. So that if you see it's going see it's going wrong and you could do something about it, um, et cetera. So I think it's just knowing yourself will be able to you know, make sure that these things go right. I think, also, yeah, oh, that's go a good yeah, point. Go on, go on yeah, because you just alluded to it there uh, quite very briefly, Matt, is the fact that we've, we now um, have regular updates. So we will sit down every week and go through everything that's going on. And then if there are any fears, if there are any concerns or worries, um, then we go through them together. And so it's kind of a guest like having your worry journal, but you're offloading your worries onto somebody else. Um, and that, that has helped us. Um, not eliminated them by any means, but it just helps you to to deal with them better. Oh, that's so true. That's kind of what I was going to say as well, because I think one of the biggest things I fear is when I do something new, so like the first time, um, and then somebody, so for example, if you're doing a, a big project and somebody within your power team phones you for a decision on something, but you're like, shit, I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer to that. And you're trying to like be calm and cool but you're frightened that because you it's something that is 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 out of your comfort zone that if you give one answer the outcome is going to have an impact on the project or if you give another answer that you know it's going to screw everything up so I've what I've learned to do in that moment when I get that when I get that question like from my builder who says we've just come across this what do we do and I'm like instead of freaking out one of the things i've learned to do is to phone somebody or phone lots of people and bring other people into that conversation or that decision so that number one you don't feel so alone but number two that you're getting a you know a mixed opinion and you can then take the consensus or the sense and and your brain is not necessarily going to think through every single outcome so just going to stop you there. Stop you there, Joe. Um, we missed the last couple of sentences. So can you go back and repeat what you oh. just said, please? I wonder if it recorded anyway. Oh, again, the technology. Yeah, so basically what I'm saying is lean on others because people are going to think through scenarios in different ways and being able to leverage that that that, that expertise and perspective will be a common thread. 
come up with a decision. My reaction is typically to kind of go, I should know this. You know, I'm frightened to make the decision, but why am I frightened? Lean on others and then come up with a consensus and then make an informed decision. So that has definitely been helpful. I, um, I have I have the fear in in that instance as well, Joe. Um, and it's similar in a sense, but a little bit different. Is that I'm afraid that they might, or that I'm, if I don't know the answer to something, then they're going to think that I'm a complete idiot. Like I don't yeah, know anything. Exactly. So I, I will either fluff an answer um, or come back to them later or you know brush over it or something or pretend that I know rather than admitting that I actually don't know what the answer is and I'll, but I can go and find out you need holding sentences things like um, I'm just in the middle of something I'll have to get back to you on that one <laughs> yeah. oh, leave that with me leave that with me or oh not this again see sounds like you already know you've been through this before <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. yeah so maybe we should maybe on our instagram we should put up a list of holding sentences to, <laughs> to overcome the initial fear of a decision <laughs> <laughs> just out in the middle lunch. of something i'll come back to you <laughs> yeah it's a good one yeah i've yeah, used that yeah. a lot <laughs> uh, out for lunch, out for lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've only got two percent battery left on my phone i'm gonna have to get back to you <laughs> well, up. i can't hear you <laughs> the, the, the thing to do is if you're gonna do that you need to um say a sentence and hang up mid-sentence oh yeah. Yeah, yeah you can't say i think my battery's about to die Plonk. Okay. I think sometimes, my battery's about sometimes it's good to say you don't know just say exactly. do you know what i don't know i'm gonna have to come yeah. back to you no, it's like i actually don't know the answer to this but or laugh i tend to laugh you know me i'm a laugher i'm a giggler <laughs> so sometimes someone will ask me something and i'll just burst into hysterics i'm like i don't know the answer to this one or this is new um so yeah uh sometimes being honest is okay yeah, yeah, no, it is. I agree. And again, that's what Richard Branson says, isn't it? Say he say he's not a, a smart person. I disagree, but he says that he doesn't know very much. He just knows lots of people that do know a lot. Yeah. So um, it's, it's about it's having those true. people around you. Um, so yeah. you know, your answer, stock answer could be, I'm not sure about the answer to that one, but I know someone who does know. I'll come back yeah. to you. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's, it's, it's leaning on people, isn't it? I think fear is so personal. And it's so deeply entrenched that actually sometimes the only way to to overcome it is to to uh, reach out and uh, allow others in. I think, yeah. 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 Um, so if you're, let's just go through. So if you have a fear of failure, obviously talking it through and rationalising it with someone else, you can have a third, you know, third eye on it, um, can really be a benefit. And if you've got f fear of success, uh, talking to someone who is successful and how they deal with it say at someone who is at the next level um fear of rejection um how, how would you deal with that one? Oh, i think um knowing that other people feel the same thing so again, um, it's talking to people just to say to people, I'm, I'm afraid yeah. this is gonna gonna go wrong and they're not gonna like me mm. and then yeah. um then well, it's the john d martini thing of well what's the worst that could happen if that did happen yeah. so they so write out a list of things so if that was to go wrong, what are the benefits to me of it going wrong? Yeah. So what that does is then change your mind about it. You go, well, actually, I don't mind if it goes wrong. And if you can be nonchalant about it, then actually it's more likely to go right or, or just be happy that the outcome is what it's supposed to be. Therefore, yeah, there's positives true. and negatives to it because the fear is always focusing on the negatives. Mm. But actually... Um, you can be over optimistic and always focus on the positives and forget about the things that could go wrong. Yes. And then that's probably another episode in and of itself. Oh, uh, there we go. Well, yeah. we couldn't go through an episode without saying in and Gotta of itself. Gotta say it. 
gotta yeah. say it. So talking all about um, oh yeah, not being cautious enough or just going hell for leather, you know, tunnel vision on something without even taking into account the consequences. Yeah. So that's the yeah. complete opposite. And there are people that will be like that and will probably be listening to this going, well, what are you talking about? Fear of failure. You know, nothing, you know, nothing ever goes wrong. It always goes right. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And just being somewhere in the middle of those two points of view, is probably the best place to be. Yeah. yeah so when things go wrong, you learn from them. Um, so I say, it, it, although we do fear them, um, if things went right 100% of the time, then we would never learn anything new. Nope. Oh my God. And some of my biggest learnings have been from when I've been the most frightened, I think. Yeah. Because you're forced to sort of like think on the spot or overcome it or, or stretch your comfort zone so massively. And you think, well, I, I got through that and it worked. And then you can share it with someone else and then you'll, mm. you can help. So, yeah. But it's that fear. Okay. It's so limiting, isn't it? It's such a big topic. I feel like I could actually talk to you all day about this, but I know we can't. So. <laughs> well, it'd be, no, it'd be a bit miserable if we talked about this all day. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. But um, what other fears have we talked about which we could just wrap up? So fear of rejection, what we talk about, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of rejection. Um, fear of um, decision-making was, was yeah. a big one, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And asking people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fear of, fear of not knowing something when it's mm. okay not to know. Um, mm. Yeah. That's why we have Google and phones. Oh, and people so, and humans. And peoples that, yeah, you, you don't need to know every single answer. And in fact... If you try to know every single answer, if you try to do everything, that's going to hold you back as well because well, yeah. that's the fear of letting go. Fear of letting go is a big one, actually. Um, fear of trying something new. So let's just say you've been doing the same strategy for ages, but it's, you know, it's saturated or you need to try something else just to kind of diversify. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ah. I don't think that, well, I, I, I don't really fear trying new things. Do you? Mm. Because I, mm. I think if, if we were afraid to try new things, then we wouldn't have gotten to where I we think are, I, right? I, there's, there's something here. So I don't fear doing new things. I quite like doing new things. I get excited by it and invigorated. Same. And yeah. then I don't necessarily stick around to finish them. So I'm a starter rather than a finisher as a personality. You are. So I, I, I need people around me who help me to stick at it to finish something. See it through. Yeah. See it through. Mm-hmm. See, I get frightened of new things because I love, but I know they are the thing that are I need. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I need that, that the variety, but I get frightened to do something new. I mean, frightened feels a little bit strong. I, I, I get a bit nervous, you know, because yeah. it's yeah, new. I, I suppose I that's only natural to an extent as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Otherwise, I think if, it's you're bit... too, if you're too blasé, it's just, it's not realistic. Yeah. It's also, um, that comes down to fear of success because if you want to be successful at something, you've got to stick at it for a period of time. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you, I'm going to have a go at this for a while and then, I'm, right, that's, that's not happening as fast as I wanted to, therefore I'm going mm-hmm. to have a go at this one. Yeah. Um, and, or uh, I'm afraid this might be not, not happen. I'm afraid this might happen well. Um, so you, then you try something else. So again, it's that, that flitting um, and being fearful, it, it does come down to that same emotion, that same feeling, which is fear. And the best way to mm-hmm. overcome fear is to face your fears. And well, take yeah, action, do something. Yeah, yeah isn't, overcome isn't it. That, that book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. I book love recommendation that book. for this week, then. Oh, well yep. done, Niall. Always yeah. on the ball. Love it. Hey. So. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, on that note, I mm. think we'll, we'll wrap it up. I think we've discussed quite a lot about fears, uh, we've tackled um, some of the fears um, and what we can do. 
But um, yeah, so I say that's probably goodbye from me for this week. And it's goodbye from me. So that'll be a goodbye from me too then. Albeit delayed. It's a bit delayed. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. <laughs>